Good morning and welcome to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, Crescent Voice, Minnesota. Good morning to all of you joining us locally by radio and streaming online. We appreciate you tuning in. Today is Sunday, June 24th, 2018, and I'm your host, Rich Hertz. And I am here in Chi-Town with Stephanie Savan and Maddie Love. Yesterday, frequent guest of Atheist Talk and co-host of the Inciting Incident podcast, Marissa Alexa McCool, and her fellow co-host of the Inciting Incident, Bethany Futrell, did a live show here in Chicago. They had an amazing group of guests, and it was a beautiful and powerful night. Maddie and I were excited to attend, and Stephanie was one of the lucky few on stage. Today, we'll be talking about last night and the subjects covered. Uh, this should be an open conversation, and we welcome and encourage listener interactions with your phone calls to 952-946-6205, your emails to radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us at at Atheist Talk. Maddie, Stephanie, good morning, and welcome to Atheist Talk. Good morning, Hertzie. Good morning, Hertzie. This was fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got in... Friday at about 8.30 here in Chicago. And uh, we dropped dropped Stephanie off at this posh hotel that we've decided to crash with our recording equipment strewn across her room and due to technical difficulties. Stephanie is sitting in a corner on a different line so that we could talk to her. Um, But that's the wonders of technology. (laughs) We traveled 800 miles. (laughs) 400 miles. Well, 800 on the way home. Yeah, that was just a stretch to make me feel like I was right. <laughs> so You know, we all could have gone down, just down to the studio and still had a chat. That's true. But, but we couldn't have done that the other last night. No, and I would have much rather done it. That was so much fun. Got to meet so many people that I've seen in on Facebook. Uh but never actually met. And then other people I've met before that like Stephanie is all like buddy buds with. And I'm like, Oh, hi. you're really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephanie, you were on stage and you shared that stage with uh, Mandisa Thomas, president of black nonbelievers and about a billion other things. Cause she's awesome. Uh, Alex Jules, who, Oh my God. Uh, I didn't say much to Alex because I didn't know how to say anything to Alex, but out sounding really, not not intelligent or <laughs> not making him feel awkward, so I just kept my mouth shut. Um, <laughs> and uh, Bethany, is it Portrell? Yeah, Bethany Portrell for uh, uh, Chicago Atheist. She also ho- co-hosts the Inciting Incident podcast with Marissa Alexa McCool, which, which is where I went. So I guess what I really wanted to have a chance to talk to you about, Stephanie, because we haven't really talked much since the show last night, is... Like, of everything, I guess it was a really interesting show. You guys covered a lot of topics, um, and you each had your own little, your own little like niche topic that 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 you like that you work on predominantly. So, I guess, do you want to quick give a recap of like what what you went over? Sure. Um, so, mostly with me, we uh, we talked serious insider baseball on on the movement. Um, particularly with treatment of um, women and questions of how we deal with um, harassment in the movement and how, weirdly enough, dealing with harassment in the movement gets you harassed. 
Um, so we, uh, although honestly, a, a huge part of the time that I was on stage was uh, Bethany and I just talking about impeachment and having this lovely little fever dream in front of an audience. Impeach. Was it AMSR video? <laughs> nice and softly. Those mics were great for that. <laughs> yeah, Bethany asked me to keep sending her back to her happy place by saying impeach anytime she got a little uh, stressed by the topic. <laughs> also, we all went to a slight happy place there, too. Yeah. Although... If- I was a little pensive about going to that happy place again. Oh. <laughs> That's it. This session. <laughs> we will now treat you to a whole bunch of dead air. <laughs> so that was, that was actually probably one of, one of the highlights was just you and Bethany going back and forth. And the chemistry that everyone actually had was really like, you could tell that you all had talked before. You could tell it, or at least not talked before, but that you guys were all operating on like the same wavelength, so to speak. It was, it was kind of, I mean, it's the kind of magic that only happens on stage because um, I had never talked to Bethany. Uh, we've, had some messages back and forth and that's, that's it. Um, so until we sat on that stage, um, I introduced myself and we got to the theater and that was it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that the, the ability to do this on stage and to, um, have that audience you can actually hear laughing. Cause that's just something we don't get in podcasts very often. Um, which actually is part of the reason that you and her see together are a lot of fun because you actually laugh at each other's jokes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's also why it's really nice sometimes to have an engineer in the next room, (laughs) because if we can crack up the engineer, you're doing well. Um, But yeah, having a whole audience for there, there for that was, was beautiful. Um, And I, I I don't know so much about Alex and Mandy, so that I was definitely mugging it up. It's been a while since I've had a, a very responsive audience. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't think I've ever gone to a live atheist show before, so that was also like weird isn't the right word. Uh, maybe surreal is a is a better word. Like just going and being surrounded is almost like in a way like you know when I would go to church, you know, to be surrounded by people that had a very similar set of beliefs as myself, you know? And so there was always at least that thing. Like if I go up and talk to you, there's at least some level that I know that we can communicate on or that we had, that we share. And that was one of the fun things about going to this was like, everybody had that same, A, we were all fans of Marissa. Um, and B, we were all atheists. And I feel like almost everybody in that room, or the, most of them were um, secular humanists leaning towards, you know, that, that humanism aspect of atheism as well. Right. Whether they identified as humanists or not, they, they were invested in, in the welfare of the people around them, even the people they hadn't met before. Um, and, and yeah, we were all, we were in our nice little echo chamber. It was beautiful. Yeah. I was going to say the last time I went to a, a live show actually was with, uh, 
the with the Gam cast and so for those who don't know that's a comedy atheist show and admittedly it was this was definitely a different feel to it but I liked it and I think I liked it better because it was nice it was good serious conversations that we need to have yeah and and being able to have those conversations with um, I'm gonna use value words here with just a bunch of genuinely good people there was was so much fun. I feel like if you can't use a value judgment word like genuinely good people to describe the people that were there, then those words don't mean like <laughs> you can't apply well, it's not like I'm ever going to not use those words. I'm just gonna, <laughs> you know, flag it first. <laughs> hey people, this is gonna upset you. Have fun. <laughs> Yeah, I um, I just sorry, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> you had a train of thought. <laughs> yes, and it was not. Never mind. So, Stephanie, um, you as busy, you know, Mendisa and Alex from elsewhere and such. Um, how was it to to be on stage with them for the for the Q and A? at the end. I know I'm kind of jumping ahead with that, but that was, that was really nice. Um, Mendisa and Alex are, are two of my favorite people generally. Um, Mandisa is working with us on secular women work. Um, and so this is the first time we've actually gotten to work together, but, um, we've like tabled for secular woman. Cause I'm also on the board of that organization. Um, we often set up next to, to black non-believers, and so we all get to, you know, hang out for a little bit. Um, this this was the first time that we um, got to have what I would consider serious conversation for an audience, um, you know. And we were at the question where we participated the most. Um, you know, for all we were joking around, it was a really serious question. It was, um, so when you're talking to trans people, trans women in particular, is like a women's self-defense class something that you would recommend in in this atmosphere, this political atmosphere? And so the question is one of those very serious things about personal safety and uh, an area where people often get into, like, victim-blaming because, of course, if you can't defend yourself, whatever happens to you is perfectly fine. Um, and and just being able to have um, a, a serious conversation on that topic, and with Marissa and Bethany participating as well, uh, you know, they're they're definitely more than just uh, podcast hosts. <laughs> they have opinions. Did you know that? No. Um, so yeah, it was. It was actually one of those kinds of conversations that you can only have when all of you start kind of on the same page, but with really different experiences. And I'm going to stop right there, Stephanie, because we are actually about to go into a break, and we'll pick that up as we continue. And 
and welcome back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned in to Atheist Talk, and I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz. We are in Chicago with Stephanie Savan and Maddie Love. Before we get back, however, I want to remind everyone listening live that immediately following this program, you can listen to the American Atheist Viewpoint, an official production of American Atheists. Please note, you can always catch American Atheist Viewpoint by subscribing to the podcast version in iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or the podcast player of your choice. As for the here and now, you can always email us at radio at mnatheist.org or tweet us at at Atheist Talk, or you can go to our Facebook page, uh, which is also Atheist Talk. But... Maddie, Stephanie, welcome back. Thanks, Lucy. I feel like we never left. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we left, obviously. We left on Friday. But I don't feel like we ever left. Like, we were here. I feel like the listeners <laughs> left. Yes, but I want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm sorry. I miss my kitty. Yes. Yes. I, yeah. I miss my family. Um, <laughs> that <Whatever>. was <cool. laughs> so we were talking before the break uh, about about self defense. Um, did you were you do you want to finish what what I cut you off because I was really good at cutting people off. I think actually I was coming to a natural stopping point, and if I wasn't, I just forget got everything after that. So awesome, good. awesome. So um, I'm going to put you in a position that you probably aren't in very often. I was wondering if you would feel comfortable talking for two people of color that aren't here right now. <laughs> because, I mean... What I, else are allies for? I feel like this is something we normally actively speak out against people doing. But I'm hoping in this situation it's it's a little different. Well, actually, yes and no. Um and one of the things that I've I've been talking about online for like a decade is um, is race, and I can't speak about too much about the experience of of people of color, um, particularly like individual experience. I can talk a little bit about statistics because I've I, I pay attention to that kind of stuff. I'm a, mostly I talk about racist pseudoscience and why it's pseudoscience and that kind of thing. Um, but I'm not going to speak to their experiences, so I'm not going to tell you how much fun they had last night. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> they did seem to have a lot of fun last night. Yes, to all appearances. They had a great time. Well, And Mandisa and Alex both said they had a lot of fun last night. Yes, they did. Um, and actually talking about speaking for people of color, one of the great things about last night was seeing Mandisa get a chance to talk when she wasn't talking about why black non-believers is a necessary thing. I mean, she did a little bit. Um, or talking about her experience as a black woman in the movement. It was so nice to get her, to see her have an opportunity to talk about herself to talk about issues of the church and sexuality. Um, I, we don't do enough of that. We, we don't do enough of having people who have some kind of marginalized identity. Um, we don't give them enough opportunities to talk about things that are not that marginalized identity. Yeah, I'm like... I mean, at some point, like, as a trans person, it's like, you know, I can talk about something else other than trans stuff. Like, I want to. And I imagine she's in the same same boat. Like, okay, I mean, these are 
it's not that it's not that black issues aren't really important to her. It's just that there's other things that are really important to her as well. Right. So. Well, and, you know, it, the, when she was talking about the church and sexuality, I mean, she was talking still about something that was very much a black woman's experience, um, but it, she wasn't there to educate all us white people about it. You know, she was there to, to talk about what she's experienced and how becoming an atheist changed that and how doing a, a photo shoot, which she wrote about in Marissa's latest book, um, you know, changed her experience. And we need more of that. And to be honest, uh, that was probably one of my top two or three favorite stories in that because I found myself identifying I mean, obviously not completely identifying with her since I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm a white girl, but still like, you know, I have body, body image issues and stuff like that. And the way she talked to us, like I could, I really resonated with that story and I thought it was really well written and just, yeah, she's, she's just amazing. She really is. Uh, that, that ad actually was definitely my top story in Marissa's book because I'm very, very large white woman and it was just like, wait, 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 I can be attractive. I don't know if I can handle this right now, but, but I want to read it again. <laughs> and like, and it's okay if, if you find yourself attractive. Yeah. All right. So, sorry, I I am doing terrible with with brain farts today. I think it's I think it's the traveling and, and the staying up late and then getting up early. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> How late were we up last night? We were in bed by midnight. Yeah, but then we talked for a little bit, too. Okay, we were in bed by one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, this is great live radio, me just sitting here forgetting everything that I was going to say. This is fantastic. You're doing great. Welcome to the punchy show. So, when we talked about Mandisa, um, do you have any thoughts about some of the subjects that Alex had brought up? I, I do, although it's hard to talk about just last night because a lot of the time when he and I are talking, these are the kinds of things um, that he and I talk about. Weird, you put Alex and I together and we'll talk about politics. Um, but I think the biggest thing... And that he talked about last night that people really need to listen to is the idea that we have to give up on on being in denial that this is happening in in terms of the Trump administration. Um, one of the big topics that, that threaded through last night was um, talking about the current immigration crisis and the new rules for incarceration and before that family separation and incarceration um, that the administration has been dealing has has finally been dealing with pushback in the last week or two um, but we need to stop being in denial that not only is this something that happens it's something that America is and never has been very far away from. Um, and 
that we just need to actually look our current situation in the eye and and maybe say less this isn't who we are and a little bit more of this is who we want to be. Um, I, I was maybe a little callous to Alex shortly after the election in 2016 when I just started calling him Cassandra um, because nothing about our situation Hey, Stephanie, we are actually about to go on a break. I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off. I'm really good at that. I will forget what I wanted to say, but I'm good at cutting you off. Well, we will return with Maddie and Stephanie right after the break. Please stay with us. I'm Hertzie Hertz, and you're listening to AM... I'm sorry, Atheist Talk and KPN AM 950. Thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF. I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz, and we're having what I would definitely classify as a wonderful conversation with Maddie Love and Stephanie Zavan. Before we continue the conversation, which will be our final segment with Stephanie and Maddie, there's a bit of housekeeping I need to attend to. Atheist Talk is produced with funding from Minnesota Atheists and Cucumbers Restaurant in Edina, Minnesota. Please consider visiting our sponsors, and if you do, let them know you appreciate their support of Atheist Talk. If you'd like to advertise on the program and help keep us on the air, please contact us at radio at mnatheist.org. I also want to note our group of dedicated volunteers and the generous donations of you, our listeners. You'll help keep Atheist Talk on the air and in podcast form. I would also like to donate our note our donors of the week, which is all of you, mostly because I forgot to email Steve and guess for the donor of the week, but <laughs> we're road tripping, I'm sorry. Um, and if you're able to help with the donation, please consider doing so at our radio fund page or at our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Atheist Talk, where most weeks we also do have an extra extended interview. So check that out. Uh, Minnesota Atheist is a 501c3 tax-deductible organization, and we couldn't do the show without you. We deeply appreciate your support. Music for Atheist Talk is by composer and member Brent Michael Davidson is used with permission. Please note all opinions are of the guests and hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the Minnesota Atheist organization. As always, check out Minnesota Atheist website for podcasts of previous programs. You can browse articles, book reviews, and peruse the calendar of upcoming events. You can also sign up for the Atheist Weekly email, which will tell you, which will give you links to upcoming events. We always have tons of activities all around the Twin Cities and the outlying suburbs. If you enjoy the show and all that Minnesota Atheist has to offer, please consider becoming a member of Minnesota Atheist while you're on the website. Membership has some great perks. Checks out the hows on the website. With all that relevant and useful information out of the way, let's get back to our conversation with maddie and stephanie well stephanie we were going into break or we're talking in the break um and i realized alex had made a reference to cassandra last night you had made a reference to cassandra last night i am lost sorry uh too much classics um education I've read too much mythology as a kid so cassandra was a princess of troy um, when the Trojan War was going on. And she pissed off one of the Greek gods. I don't remember which one. I don't remember whether she was one of the the women who turned down some horny god or whether she uh, was too proud of herself for something or just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time because all of those things would get you in trouble in, in ancient mythological Greece. Um, but she was cursed. And she was cursed with the gift of prophecy, which means she probably pissed off Apollo. Um, 
And so she had a very, very clear view of what was coming during the Trojan War. But the curse part of this is that when she would tell people, nobody would believe her. So she spent the Trojan War and and time leading up to it warning everybody what was going to happen and not being listened to. And, um, you know, frankly, uh, ethnic minorities, women, um, immigrants in this country, LGBTQ people, did a lot of that before the last election. They said, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm happy that you don't think Trump can win in some ways because optimism is nice. It feels good. Um, but we need to take this seriously as a problem. We can't just say he can't win um, because him winning is a little bit extreme by American historical standards. Um but not much. There are good reasons that he's been compared to Andrew Jackson as far as presidents go. Uh, and certainly on the world political stage, he's nothing exceptional. We have had plenty of um, corrupt authoritarian world leaders who have been elected. Um, we have you know, occasional nationalist ways that sweep the globe and bad things happen and bad people get into power. And this is just history repeating itself. Um, and if we'd actually paid attention, if we thought that the people who could see this coming most clearly because they have a stake in the matter, um, if we thought that their words were worth listening to, if we thought they were worth taking seriously... We could have done a whole lot more to stop it before we got to this point where we're going out and protesting and hoping that this isn't the protest where they just start rounding up protesters, you know, <laughs> a whole protest at the time, throwing people in jail and not letting them communicate. Because that's also absolutely with historical precedent. So... Yeah. Um, now that I have depressed everybody. <laughs> Can you say that say that word again that Bethany kept asking for? Mm-hmm. Please note again that all po- opinions are of the guest and host only, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although well I mean I think that's important though to to, to think about. because um, I do know that we do have while many of our listeners are more like of the political bent of I'd say the three of us, we do have a few conservative listeners. So if, if you happen to be a if, if if we happen to have a conservative listener right now who's screaming at their radio in rage because you know this is an atheist show and what are we doing talking about politics? Well, then they, they can email me at uh, <laughs> mn radio at mnatheist.org, or if you just want a direct line, it is hertzy h e r t z e y at gmail dot com, and I will answer accordingly. <laughs> I, I guess what I was going for is like why Stephanie. How would you best describe to, to say a cisgender, an allosexual, cisgender, heterosexual, white atheist who doesn't, you know, they're, they're going to say, "Well, I'm not racist," but these aren't these aren't issues that are important to me. The only issue that's important to me is separation of church and government. Like, how do we reach those people? Well, you know, if it were if it were only ethnic and 
gender and sexual minorities who were under siege from the Trump administration, that would be one thing. But church and state separation is also entirely under attack. I mean, I don't think a week has gone by in the last year where I haven't gotten an email from some atheist organization talking about the the plans to get rid of the Johnson Amendment and allowing political speech, the, the current kinds of political speech that are prohibited, to happen from the pulpit and for churches to collect money for um, their favored political candidates and that sort of thing. Um, you know, when we talk about the people who are most vulnerable, we're doing that because they get targeted first, um, because, well, and honestly, because if we protect people who are more vulnerable, it protects us. If we protect ethnic minorities, if we protect immigrants, if we protect LGBTQ people, if we protect their civil rights, the administration never gets around to ours. Um, and as much as I hate having to actively fight for anybody's civil rights, if we do it early and we do it strenuously and we pay attention when these people are threatened by political candidates, all of our own rights are safer. So it's almost like even if you... Even if you're somebody who just doesn't care about anybody else, about about any of these other issues, it's in, it's in your best interest just to help. To, to, it's in your best interest to nip it in the bud. Which I would I would hope that any of those listeners could grow and learn to just care about other people because they're like valuable members of society um, and just as people. Um, but I just I, I was thinking about that. Like you know, we talk a lot about. I mean, I feel like we've talked, I feel like we've become talking about the president more than we did even a year ago. And I feel like part of that's because it's the attacks are getting worse and worse or maybe more visible or. Well, and part of it, too, I think. Um, and and this is why as much as I um, enjoyed saying impeach into a microphone over and over last night, I agree with Alex that it's unlikely to happen. Um, part of the reason that we keep having to talk more, that we keep having to protest more, that we keep having to um, worry about every piece of the outcome of elections in November is that, um, you know, we're supposed to have a balance of power in this country. We are supposed to have several groups that can check each other when somebody decides the Constitution is just a piece of paper or parchment or whatever it is. But at this point, we have seen both Senate and House uh, abdicate their responsibilities for keeping the president in check. We are seeing the administration stock the judiciary. Um, you know, we have already seen a number of very important Supreme Court decisions that would have gone some other way if Garland Merrick were in the court rather than, than Gorsuch. Um, 
so every time we lose one of those checks or it is weakened or the folks in Congress show that they don't have the political will, more of that falls on us. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of this comes from, I mean, this is the evangelical right, and it's their talking points. And, like, their bigotry and their hate is coming from this position that they claim is love, and then they're interweaving their religion into the government. And that I almost, I feel like that's one of the things that we're fighting as we fight this. It's like, no, we don't want your, I mean, I don't want any religion involved in government, but if, if I'm going to have to deal with one, I don't want a bigoted one that wants uh, a tiered layer of society that, you know, puts the rights of one group over another. So, like... <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if you look into the, the political and church history of the U.S., there was... It, it is not an accident that the evangelicals and conservatives have come together um, as a, a political bloc. It is a thing that happened, was funded by corporations in the 70s. Um, unfortunately, having more religion involved in, in our government was a strategy for weakening a lot of the regulation against, um, against corporations, for being able to um, get in there and, and weaken the power of unions. I mean... Those were not even, those were not doctrinal decisions. Those were decisions that were funded and funded in a way to basically create the economic situation we have now. All right. And that's going to, that is, we're wrapping up our show really quick. I was going to say, we could probably talk about that for a long time. Um, but thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk. We'd love for you to join us again next Sunday, which should be another exciting episode. Thank you very much. Have a good weekend.